Hey, what's up? I want to talk for just a minute about constant general pressure and why it can make or break your execution as a leader, even if you don't have a, a formal leadership title. So uh, this is, again, in this Just the Good Parts series that I've been doing where I tease out the best lessons to level up your life and career from from books, from uh, people I'm learning from, and then I pass it on to you and hopefully uh, share some of how I'm applying it. But this was a really neat lesson that I picked up from a great book called Setting the Table from Danny Meyer. If you don't know Danny Meyer, he founded Shake Shack, but also a lot of high-end restaurants like Union Square Garden in New York City that have, you know, three, four Michelin stars that are critically renowned, not only for their food, but for their service. Um, and one of the main factors that he credits uh, to his success is the way he's able to build culture by instilling uh, these really strong leadership values that help serve their customers. And this is one of the the couple lessons that stands out to me and I use almost every day, this idea of constant general pressure as you're leading people. So I want to kind of unpack each of those words and, and kind of go through how I've applied this and how I've, I've used it day to day. Okay, so the first one, constant. A lot of times when you're starting out in a project, you'll have the right area, the right problem. You'll be sitting, kind of setting your sights in the right direction, but you don't go far enough. You don't follow up with people consistently enough. You're not persistent enough to, and people get bored or they fall off or they forget or you yourself forget. And that's really common. And so, for example, one project I've been working on is kind of continuously improving uh, the website for the software company I work at. And it's a big project and there's other things and other pieces that I have to pull in. I need to get help from a designer. I need to get feedback from the marketing team. I need to understand what features we're adding and how that's changing things. And all these pieces kind of need to mesh together. And I can't let any one of those balls drop. I can't forget about any of those people. And so what's been really helpful for me is to kind of at the beginning of whatever chunk we're biting off of the website, Set the vision for what we're trying to do. Okay, what's the difference this will actually make once it's done? And then constantly communicate that vision and that outcome and what you're doing as you go along. And don't worry about trying to uh, kind of get everyone hyped up at the beginning and trying to coast off that the whole time. But focus on the discipline of communicating the outcome that's going to happen, communicating that you're focusing on the right things and keeping that constant drumbeat as you go. That is a lot more difficult than just getting everyone hyped, kind of throwing the project through, and then hoping that that's enough to to do what needs to be done. But in reality, and what I found, having tried it both ways, it just uh, it doesn't work out when you're just trying to coast off emotion. And that brings us to the second part of gentle. And gentle is great because it allows you to be constant, again, from that first piece, but then build on that and be gentle with the people you're working with rather than, uh, say, slipping into obnoxious aggression, which we've all seen, you know, the bad kind of caricature of this out of control manager who's like yelling at his subordinates or kind of belittling them or kind of always pounding the table. Um, hopefully you don't work for someone like that. Uh, but some people do. I've seen it out in the wild. Um, but what you really want is to be in this place where you can be firm with people in your process, but you can be understanding and empathetic and, and tailor the way you communicate uh, day to day from person to person. Um, one really useful tool for this that I found has been the Radical Candor Square from Ken Scott. And so if you're not familiar with that, it's kind of the square where you have 
radical candor in the top right, which is kind of the goal where you want to be firm and straightforward, yet yet kind and empathetic. Uh, but if you're kind of uh, soft on people, uh, or like you don't say the truth and you're not straightforward because you want to seem nicer, uh, then you're kind of in this ruinous empathy state, which is the top left. And if you don't care about people and you don't want to tell the truth and you're just kind of in this bottom left apathetic state where you're you're not speaking up and you're not being kind. But a lot of managers slip into this bottom right state, which is this obnoxious aggression. You are saying the truth and you are telling people what needs to happen, but you're saying it in a way that's obnoxious and uh, way over the line and is not empathetic or gentle in how you care for people. So you want to be, uh, again, candid yet gentle in your approach and put the person first. And again, this gentleness that you have is only enabled when you are being constant, when you have that process uh, where you're in control, where you're unhurried because you're constantly following up. You know what the process needs to be to help guide people through it. The vision is clear. Everyone knows what they're supposed to do. And so once you are constant, you're gentle in your approach that allows you to also layer on top that third piece, pressure. Uh, and again, the pressure, I think people assume, again, it, it, that maybe it has hints of that aggression or it needs to be really intense, but it doesn't really need to be, you know? Uh, I, what I found, I find two pieces to be really helpful in actually applying pressure in a way that's a win-win for everyone involved. The first one is just to be specific in the plan, right? So in your deadlines, when things need to be done by, in the direction, how we're approaching it, and then even in your collaboration, giving real feedback that has teeth to it, and you've thought through it, and you've looked at all the angles and and really done your homework. Um, that's the right kind of pressure rather than kind of this false urgency, uh, this kind of made up deadline where you have to have it done by this date I picked out of a hat or things will blow up. Um, but rather working to find to just be really clear so that people aren't guessing and they don't have to fill it in themselves or do your job on top of their own managing them and their teammates in addition to doing what they're good at and what you've kind of brought them into the project for and then the second piece uh kind of related to that is just always set a dri uh, if you don't know a, a dri is a directly responsible individual so Every facet of the project, whether, for example, going back to the website example, where we have a, a designer, uh, me kind of running some experiments and collaborating on it, uh, maybe someone's writing copy, maybe someone uh, is kind of in charge of the marketing department, maybe someone is building some new features, maybe someone has some subject matter expertise on the marketing tool that you're making. Again, that's several people that you have to kind of collaborate. And if you aren't really clear about, hey, so-and-so, you need to do this piece of the design. This is what needs to happen by this date. Hey, this is when we need to code the thing. Hey, I've already gotten feedback from A, B, and C people who need to inform what we're writing copy before we write the copy. But there shouldn't be any item on there where kind of no one owns it. It's no one's uh, no one's accountable for it. No one will feel bad if it doesn't get done. No one feels excited or, or proud of the work that is coming out of that. So again, the DRI worked really well for Apple. I think we're the ones who kind of originally put this in place, but it's been around forever. But use it to your advantage. Be specific, set a DRI, and that allows you to create natural pressure around the thing you're trying to do. So again, I, I loved seeing, there's tons more examples in Setting the Table by Danny Meyer. Check it out. But constant, gentle pressure. Whenever you're thinking about this, 
just the, this is a great, great default to have for, especially for horizontal leadership, which is a lot of what I've been doing, where maybe you're in charge of a project, you have to bring people together, uh, but you don't have formal authority. You're not anyone's boss. Maybe they're not your boss, but again, you need someone who is kind of leading the charge on this to rally everyone. As long as you're constant, you're gentle on the people, and you set up the plan in a way that creates natural pressure, you're going to be way better off than if you don't. So hopefully this is a useful lesson for you. I would love to know what you think about all this. Um, just shoot me um, any notes at podcast at mattwoods.io uh, or just check out my website at mattwoods, M-A-T-T-W-O-D-S dot I-O. Uh, love any feedback, reviews, anything here, uh, other books or topics you'd like me to cover. And we'll keep on rolling. Talk to you soon.